Well, hello all you out in Lasso land and welcome to Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast from NPR Illinois Community Voices. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. How are you? What's up, internet land? Hey, you know what? We've got new episodes of Ted Lasso and now we've got some new interviews for you guys. I hope you're ready because we got Zava! Here he comes. You know, I don't want to spend a ton of time up front. I will tell you that we've already recorded this interview. It is wonderful. We get to kind of learn a bit about how he became an actor. You get to understand a lot more of his character. And then also, I love the chemistry that we talk about uh, with the crew and the cast as well. So just a lot of really cool insights from Max Ozinski here that I think you're going to really enjoy. So this is all bonus content for us. You know that we will be back, of course, next week with our review of episode four, or I guess more of our walkthrough. I don't know if we ever actually review these things, do we, Jer? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) We probably should, though. I do think uh, that Apple has released the title of uh, episode four. I think it's called, what, The Big Week, right? So, or Big Week um, is what what episode four is titled. So we will be back to uh, do Big Week. And they actually uh, released the uh, description of it on IMDb, too, because it looks like, Craig, you're a prophet, my man. They are playing West Ham next week. What the hell? They are. And it's going to I bet it's going to be very fun and very exciting to see Nate Shelley go up against Zava and Max here. So uh, let's just get right into this interview, buddy, and then we'll meet you all at the end of the interview. But here he is, Zava himself, Max Ozinski. We are so thrilled to welcome to Peanut Butter and Biscuits. Zava, Max, how are you today? It's so great to get a chance to talk to you. Hey, thank you guys. I'm I'm good and thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, indeed. absolutely. This is uh this is such a pleasure, man. And I'll tell you, so at the beginning of season one, we hear that Isaac is like a Rodan uh, statue in cleats. Um so mm-hmm. I don't know what Ted would call you at this point, uh <laughs> if that was what uh Cola Bikini is. You are uh, you know, you got quite the muscle there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was uh there were some big shoes to to fill uh, with uh, Zava, and um, th- those muscles I I owe to uh, my trainer Ash Bailey. Uh, shout out to Ash Bailey, out there listening. Um, he he really helped me, like physically prep for this guy. That's um, so, yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I owe it to him. Yeah, Craig asked that's that great. question a lot more uh, tactfully. I I wrote down, "Is it hard being a real life Greek statue uh, come to life?" So, <laughs> you know, what what is it like? You know, being a Renaissance statue in in real life. Um, you know, you get a lot of shit from people. Uh, <laughs> can you swear on this podcast? Oh, of course you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I I I mean, I'm not trying to walk around looking, uh, you know, like a guy who plays. Uh, professional soccer all the time because i would just drive my family nuts <laughs> you know i generally try to stay in try to stay in good health um and just exercise a lot uh yeah i i, I mean yeah I, I don't know look at me i'm blubbering you, you asked me a question people asking me uh yeah what's it like to be a, a greek statue so. <laughs> Right. We, we like, to, like, we like to get that. off kilter. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't yeah, we yeah. start with uh, our, our normal question that we usually ask? We've asked this a lot of your cast members, but we love to know people's uh, superhero origin stories, sort of like how they got to be in this role and wh- how they uh, came to acting and, and what really inspired that in you. So for you, what has led you down this path and this career path? And so where we see you on your our screens right now. Um, I think 
you know, I, I, uh, my parents immigrated here from Poland in 83. And, um, I was born in, uh, Eisenstadt, Austria in like a refugee camp while they waited to get let in. Mm. So I was about eight months old when I came to Chicago and, you know, I was raised there. It was kind of like a blue collar working class neighborhood. Um, my mom kind of always pushed me into the arts. You know, I did, uh, I did, I did, um, Saturday school, Polish school. I did piano. I got into Polish folk dancing when I was like an early teen because my friend said there was a lot of girls. So I went off and <laughs> did that. Um, and, uh, for some reason I didn't meet any girls. I wonder why when you dress in folk costume and dancing with them, they probably don't think that's cool. Um, <laughs> And, um, you know, when I was in like, uh, Polish school, I, I, rem- I was a bit of the older kid in the class because my Polish writing and reading wasn't up to par with the kids who maybe were, uh, who, who lived in Poland for a while and came to the States. And, uh, so I would clown around a lot and, uh, thinking I was like too cool for school. Like, you know, I tell them, I'm like, mom, I'm like, I'm an American. I'm here. Like, why do I have to go to Polish school? Like I have my regular school. Um, and as a punishment one day, the teacher said, well, you like to, you like to clown around. So why don't you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to get to recite this uh, poem for the graduation or something. And uh, I kind of was like, all right, I'll show you. And I called my mom and uh, she helped me kind of rehearse it and like get the meaning of what it was. And I really understood what it was about. And then, when I performed it in front of the the school, it was weird because I really like got into it and like connected with what the 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 writer was saying, and I like got like I lost myself in it. And then I remember like the audience was like clapping and they like stood up and were like encore, do it again. And I and I did it again, and I walked off the stage and I remember that feeling of like oh wow, like making an audience like move, making them feel something. And uh, my dad was kind of shocked. He was like, how did it's like, you know, cause I was like maybe 10 or 11. And he was like, how did you, you know, that's, you know, he was just surprised. Um, and I think that's when I first kind of like got that sense of telling a story and getting other people to feel something. And then I kind of didn't think about it till about junior year in high school. Cause I wasn't athletic. I didn't play sports. Um, that was never something that was in like our family mm. as immigrants. Like it was, you know, like, again, my mom pushed me toward the arts and then I got into drama there and I saw some kids in senior doing musicals and theater. And I was like, I can do that. And I started auditioning, getting the plays. That's great. And then I kind of got obsessed. That's when I kind of really fell in love with the craft mm. of acting, you know, not not like, oh, I'm on stage in high school. Look at me. It was just more like, what is this? I really love exploring this um this world theater. And I remember uh, I had a drama teacher, Karen Hall, who was the first person to ever like look at me and take me seriously as someone who as an actor and took me under her wing and helped me get into college where I studied acting. And, you know, I, I was watching, <laughs> and I know people laugh about this show now, but for me, like inside the actor's studio, yeah, you remember that it was yeah. like you know it's been snl skits and everything but i would watch that like every sunday mm. uh-huh. religiously 
We'll talk about like the inspiration for podcasting even like, I mean, that's kind of like sort of what spurred a lot of this interview and really finding out what it was that got actors into their roles or into their motivations. It was so great. Yeah. It was like the first, like one of like long form conversations, Mm -hmm. especially with actors that uh, a kid like me at that time, after my parents got divorced, I was in the suburbs. So I could like listen and like, really like, what, what does Gene Hackman do? What's he like? (laughs) Right. So I would listen to that show and I'd write down um, every film that they mentioned and I would run to Blockbuster and Blockbuster for all the millennials out there, <laughs> the place you'd go to rent movies and you'd have to bring them back on VHS so you get a late fee. Mm-hmm. And I would just like uh, devour films and hunt them down and kind of just, that's kind of where I learned what like the greats did and everything, yeah. And then, awesome. and then when I often studied in college and, you know, did the whole drama school thing. Now we need to ask, because you brought it up in your love of film, uh, this is an impossible question to ask. Yes. Answer, so um, <laughs> certainly give us as many as you want. But any favorites out there that you really kind of seem drawn to even today? Um, movies or actors? Movies, yeah. Movies, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, uh-huh. any movie? Like, like classic yeah. like stuff? Go for it. Whatever. Uh, I mean, you've got like the... I mean, I remember when I watched, when I saw Raging Bull for the first time, that like blew my mind. Um, I just remember watching that over and over again in the taxi driver. I mean, these are all like trope movies now. I feel like actors mentioned, but like, I get it. Well, you have a couple of uh, Scorsese fans in that uh, ensemble over there at Ted Lasso, right? If you look at Beard After Hours, (laughs) that entire, that was basically a Scorsese film. Yeah. Yeah, that was, God, that was such a great episode. (laughs) Ha, vindicated. Yes. I maintain it's one of the best episodes of the series. Yeah, bottleneck. It's such a great bottleneck episode. You weren't expecting it either. Um, It's nice when you spend some time with those guys too, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. So like, I mean... You name like Charles Lawton, like that is a guy that's like almost extinct in the member. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah, you know who. Witness he is. for the yeah. prosecution, baby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I mean that guy was amazing. I mean Ben Kingsley, um, oh my God, Sidney Portier, and yes. Enzo Watt. I mean the greats, the greats. I mean the guys that when I was a kid and you know that everyone just looked up to him was like, what are you doing? How do you do that? Um, Gene Hackman is just. Yeah, like yeah. I think Dustin Hoffman once said Gene Hackman, like he's so good, like they kicked him out because they didn't think he was even acting. Yeah. Like it was just too natural. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I can go on and on, but yeah. um, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the classic films there. We uh, I'm a big you know fan of classic films as well, and I feel mm-hmm. like those don't get as much play, but man, they still are timeless. You watch them today, like some of those really all time classics and they still get you. Like you just, like I just mentioned their witness for the prosecution. That is like, you know, it's a courtroom drama from the fifties, but if you watch that, you are riveted the whole time. Like it's just amazing writing and amazing acting that really is timeless. Yeah. And you mean Paul Newman, the verdict. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I mean, I mean, I think like, for like young actors, like I think building your taste is so important when you start out, you know, if, mm. if all you know of acting is, you know, you know, and there's great acting on like, but if you don't know the classics and the greats and you don't know who Paul Newman is right now, or you don't know what Raging Bull is, or you've never seen like the Godfather or something mm. like you can't, how do you know film? How do you know like the story of how like 
these actors transformed what it means to personify someone on screen yeah look at us we're doing like an actor's studio <laughs> yeah and I like we're, it. we're just let's talk about ted lasso <laughs> well hey look at that transitions uh, yeah. transitions are plenty so that's of course how you got into you know acting and stuff and by the way congrats uh standing elevation and encore on your very first performance um but um how did uh how did you come into it took the a lasso? while to get another one yeah yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> well how did you come into the lasso orbit though talk to us a little bit about the process uh, of landing the role of zava yeah um it, very, very, very random. And uh, I, it, so after like the pandemic, my wife, um, who's also an actor, uh, teaching Lackman, she um, she was in London doing a film, Jurassic World, and we were in that bubble, that hotel bubble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we kind of really like we were here for a while. We were in the hotel, but there was a week where we had a break and we explored London. I had studied abroad here too, my junior year with drama school at the Globe Theater. Mm. And um, we kind of fell in love with it and we came back to L.A. And then something like popped in her head after like lockdown started to lift. She was like, let's let's get out. Let's just go go to London and stay there for three months and rent the house. And I was like, what? You're you're crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, she's like she's good at it. She convinced me to do it. And so we did. We came out to London just for three months just to get out of L.A. and just you know, have an adventure and, 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 you know, reconnect with the world and whatnot. Um, and then my manager called and said, I got, I, I got an appointment for you for, uh, with Theo Park. She wants to read you for Ted Lasso. And I was like, yeah, Ted Lasso. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, by then at this point, two seasons have come out and I mean, my wife and family, like, like everyone else in America, we were huge fans. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just send it my way. You know, they, they mentioned something and then, you know, either it never comes your way or whatever. And I get the appointment. And I look at the breakdown and it's described as, you know, one of the world's top strikers, like the best of the best. Um, and in the description, it said, must be good at soccer. Please send a tape of yourself. <laughs> playing soccer or football, excuse me, uh, for all the people in England listening. Um, and then right away, I was like, my, in my head, I was just like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> like, I don't play soccer. I can't, I've never played soccer. And I saw the show and I saw like Christo in these wide shots looking amazing. And I, and you read about him. I used to play uh, semi-pro in Mexico and yeah. Bill Dunster, you know, yeah, you, you hear about Phil like nailing that shot from the center line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that show these guys know how to play soccer, you know? And he, I mean, you could say, oh, well, it's edited well, make sure, but like you can't cheat those wide shots. Mm -mm. Um, and you read about it. And some of those guys, like your collar can play Mohash. My God, like those guys mm -hmm. can really play. Um, so anyway, I, I got like, I got in my head and, um, just kind of talked myself out of doing it and i called my manager he's like i can't play soccer he's like can we say you played soccer <laughs> in high school and i was like no you can't say i played soccer in high school he's like did you play any soccer he's like because you're athletic i was like i look athletic but i'm just don't put me in a position where i lie to people saying i play soccer and then they expect me to go out on the field and you know dribble the ball for uh <laughs> do tricks especially with this role 
Um, so I was literally on, like, I was really close to just calling him back and saying, I just pass on this. Like they can get anyone they want season three. Ted Lasso, like you literally call a premier league player and ask them to play this part if they wanted to do that, or mm -hmm. they can find someone anywhere in the world who can do this. Um, and then I called, like, my wife was like, well, just look, call your friend Damo in London, uh, in Australia, pardon me. And I just called him, and he kind of was just, he's like the, I've said in past interviews, he's like the Ted Lasso positive guy in our friend group. Mm. Uh, he's like, no, don't be crazy, Maximilian. You know, <laughs> like, just highlight what you got. You're Polish. Speak Polish. You know, you're in shape. Just go to the park, take your shirt off and do some workouts and, 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 and kick the ball in slow motion. It's going to look, it's going to look badass. Don't worry. Just like do it. You can do the part. And he kind of talked me into it. And so that's what I did. I kind of did a tape. I did the sides that came with it. Um, and the character I got, I kind of, kind of, kind of understood what they were kind of about. I watched some interviews and stuff. And then I went to the park with my wife in London here and it was like 45 degrees and, like a idiot i just took my shirt off and started doing like in character like workouts so like i, I jumped down a tree and started doing pull-ups on a branch i found a log and i was squatting it um, very rocky of you yeah i was doing i was doing these like uh soccer drill warm-ups you know winking at the camera push-ups like just in character as if there were like someone was like documenting like how the super superstar soccer player works out um, and then we improvised a little interview with her where I did some Polish stuff and, uh, very quick, but like pretty funny. And I said, that's it. That's what I can bring to this, you know? And awesome. so I sent it off and it took about a month before I got the call saying, you know, you got the part and I didn't know this, but my manager said, you, you, you've been, and obviously this is what I heard. I have no idea. You'd have to ask the, you know, like Jason and those guys, like, well, hopefully we get the opportunity to do that. Yeah, we will do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll ask for you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I heard it was making its way up the food chain. It, it, they just, my reps didn't want to call me because they wouldn't want to like get me um, excited too early or expectations or whatever they called it. And um, like about a week before I found out, they I said, how's that? Did that tape get any traction? Like, did, did we make fan of casting? Because at the end of the day, like job as an actor is just to, do the best work you can and and make them a fan. Like you can't control it's out of your hands, right? Someone can mm -hmm. cast you because or not cast you because oh, that looks like my ex-boyfriend. You know, I don't want I don't, that. That doesn't work for me. Um, so yeah. And then a week later I got the call saying, you know, Jason approved you and your Zava. And it was about like two, a week and a half from Christmas. So it was a really, nice. really great Christmas, uh, Christmas that year. Yeah, yeah, that's that yeah. is that is so great. You and know, now you're, you're everywhere, only... man. You're everywhere now. <laughs> right, right. And um, you're not the only cast member that mentioned to us that they had to uh, kind of catch up the speed with some soccer because Mo was saying that now he like studies keepers because he wants to make sure that he looks, you know, better for the part when those wide shots happen and all of that. So right, um, right, for sure. But uh, this is all so great. So you're now part of this ensemble. This is really a well-oiled machine. I mean, you know, it's winning emmys left and right and so you're in an interesting spot with this character you have to come in and be basically this god among men uh <laughs> on screen but you're the new kid on the block when it comes to the ensemble so i'm wondering can you walk us through sort of the experience of going on to set and uh how this cast and crew sort of reacted to you kind of joining the team yeah um well when i first got 
after I got the part, I didn't really, it was about, was it December, January? I didn't walk on to the lot or set till end of February. Mm. Um, so I was kind of like, you got the part, great. And um, I didn't really hear, like I had no one contacted me from the writer's room or anything to like discuss Zava and like hear the plans. You know, I'm, like, I'm kind of learned now that they were just busy writing. Mm. Um, and uh, so on, on my own, I just hired a soccer coach to like just break me. <laughs> like on my own I said look I'm a clean slate like talk to me like I'm four years old and um I just did that with him three days a week while starting to train going to the gym and everything um because you know after the holidays you put on some pounds um mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and um so I started doing that on my own and then by February I walked in and um and it couldn't have been more lovely um everyone was so welcoming. Like the first person I met was Jackie Levy, the costume designer. And she was so collaborative on Zava's look and was interested in what I thought and how I felt about some of the, the looks and stuff. Um, and I, I remember the first day I met the, the guys on the team, I was in my dressing room and um, they, I think someone's told them that I was there and they just like knocked on my door and all introduced themselves. Yeah. And, and also like from like a fan's, a fan's point of view like just imagine like you live in the states you come to london suddenly you're you have to stay longer and then you're on in the west london film studios where they shoot ted lasso and it's become such a cultural phenomenon in the u.s and then you're there and then you're knocking on the the, someone's knocks on your door but no it's like it's christo (laughs) right and um jamie tart and oh. and you know, you've got David and Collar and all these characters you've been watching and they're all just like and Tahib and there couldn't have been more love there and welcoming. There was no like sizing you up and ego or anything like that. Um and right away that just made me feel a lot more comfortable um being there. Cause you know, you come in and you know, there you know, you're you're playing like the top striker in the world. Mm-hmm. And um but you know, at the end, it just reminds like we're all we're all actors here. This is our job, and they they took me in right in the family, and I it really helped me just like feel comfortable playing the part, walking on the set, and doing my job. Um, and they did such a great job, you know, and uh, like they did half the acting for me because of the way they behaved <laughs> around my character, you know, which is really important, you know, like you've. Like there was a Helen Mirren one said, like, you know, when you're playing the king or the queen, like it's the other actors that do the the acting for you, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing someone super high status. Um, everyone was fantastic. And then the day. Yeah. That uh, that scene where you first walk into the locker room is just pure gold. Uh, like, because you're right. Like, I, I find myself watching everyone else uh, except for you in that scene. And it's particularly <laughs> particularly Brett's reaction because, like, you don't yeah. expect Roy Kent to have this reaction. So when Roy has the reaction to Zava that he does, you're just like, oh man, this guy's for real. Yeah. Because Roy doesn't like yeah. accept fools ever. You know. So no, I, I mean, thought, like the moment he that you know what I I love like Brett Goldstein's reaction in episode two, when they do that whole who's on first bit. Yeah. He gets angry and then he, they say, and he really, he hears like what Zava's, Zava's going to play here. And he like almost yeah. chokes on Like you see the younger boy, like who yeah. was a fan of the guy, like just like, I 
like that was the most beautiful, honest, like brilliant choice that I was like, wow. And it said so much about Zava with the way Roy reacted. And yeah, of course, in, in three, two, like that nod there was kind of like, yeah, I, I wanted to make sure to like, you know, we we all want to make sure like Zava acknowledges Roy Kent, mm, yeah. you know, a little bit, a little bit longer than everyone else. Cause they have a little bit of a history together. Yeah. And there's also that moment uh, in the office when you're looking at the board and like the coaches are like debating who should talk to you. And I love it that like, you know, Ted looks over at Roy and Roy literally is just like, no, you're the coach. Like he won't even yeah. like, he, he can't even like talk to Zava cause he just like feels that much. Like you said, it's that little boy thing coming out there. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it, it, the first few weeks on that show, I was, um, I was like, I was like pinching myself and reminding myself, like, just, you know, it's about the work, Max. It's about the work. Cause, you know, um, you're like that scene in Chelsea. Like, I met Hannah after I filmed that Zava's entrance and she was so lovely and like disarming and charming. Um, and then Brendan and Jason, you know, and you have these moments with them in the locker room scene and stuff. And it's just, it, it's, you know, it's, it's work, it's being a professional and they were terrific, but it's also, um, as a fan of something, you have to kind of put that in the back of your head too. Yeah. You know, um, and you admire their work as well. I, um, I, I really appreciated the back and forth, um, kind of just monitoring our social media even yesterday and the back and forth you and Hannah had, uh, with each other, this makes your, as a fan makes your heart sing a little bit that you see like these interactions between the cast members and everything else. So, um, they all just seem so wonderful. And and we've only heard that from so much of the cast that this chemistry, maybe reason why the show works so well. And it seems like they're really part mm -hmm. of this team is because that chemistry on set is there, not just from the actors, but from everyone in production all the way through um, Jason and Bill kind of on down. Uh, and uh, it's just really great to hear that from a, a fan's perspective. But I'm wondering about like, walk me through the last two weeks for you, because yeah you know, you sort of had to kind of keep a little bit quiet about Zava. Uh, you, of course, were announced and, you know, people could see that you were going to be joining the cast, but no one really knew who this character was. And then here, all of a sudden, you get introduced to the world, um, all their uh, lasso social media, all of that is kind of blowing up now. So I just wonder, you personally, like, how has this last two weeks been for you? I mean, clearly, you're an actor, you've been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you've been on so many other projects, but like, this is probably a bit of a different level, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the last year kind of sucked because I had I couldn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, outside of like my family and like, you know, people like your reps and stuff, like who knew you were on it. But like, you know, like the whole time during filming, like, you know, me and the guys got along so well, like we became friends. We'd hang out in London, do stuff. You know, I have so many great photos in my phone of all of us like doing getting together. Like, you know, they came to my birthday last April. Um. And it's great, but you can't like, you can't post it. You can't mm -hmm. talk about it. You know, you can't, you know, you just have to like, you know, I, and you respect it because they want this character to be mysterious and stuff. So um, the last year kind of sucked because you can't, you know, and they, would, they wouldn't like, you couldn't even announce the casting really when it happened. They, they, they wanted to keep that on the wraps too, which is fine. Um, so it was like the last leading up to the, the last two weeks, I was just wondering like, what, and like if I like they I got invited to the premiere and I was like, but they no one even knows that I'm on the show. Like, yeah. <laughs> like are we gonna like say that I play Zava or you guys just want me to show up? Um, you know, because I was like, then the people are like, who the hell who the hell are you? Why are you on this blue carpet? <laughs> right. Um, 
but uh no i think like you know the the press knew and like the the red blue carpet thing was like a an amazing night and it was so mm-hmm. fun to see everyone and then see the like t- finished product the first two episodes and jason everyone and um yeah, it made it all worth it. It made it all worth yeah. it. And I kind of like it now that it it wasn't talked about too much and everything was kind of kept under wraps because you you ex- the the fans get to experience it kind of like um like everyone else like when did this where is this coming from like who the fuck is this guy yeah you know yeah. kind of like yeah. Ted Lasso's character too like who's Zava yeah yeah you know? um so I think it worked it worked yeah it's like a terrible awesome secret you can't talk about with anyone. Or share the fact, and all you want to do is be like, guys, I'm playing this fucking crazy dude on the show. You can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, for it's sure. it's it's quite an amazing character. Um, and to talk about that character just a little bit, like the first episode that we really get a lot with Zava is episode three, of course, and. There's a, a lot of enigmaticness, you know, of course, with the character, but I also see some hints of like a lot of genuineness that I don't think you would expect from a character like that, from a prototypical like prima donna football player, um, you know, like and the one that I called out in our review of episode three was when you're at Sam's restaurant, you're talking with Will the Kitman, like you're literally going out of your way to like talk with him and drink with him. And of course, you mentioned him as the most important person in the room, in the locker room. Um, so it seems like. You know, we recognize a character like this, but I think there's a lot more depth to this character. So is there is there anything you can tell us about, like, insights of how you play this character? Are we really going to get to dive into the psyche of Zava and kind of peel back some onion layers on this character as we continue to, to see more of him in season three? Um, well, I can tell you what I like learning about these guys. Like I read. I read. um was that Zlatan Ibrahimovic's book? I'm football. Oh, yeah. I watched um, hours of documentaries and interviews. Um, everything I could about like just to sop up like some of the inspirations for the role, like Eric Cantona. Yeah. Um, you know Zaydan, uh, um, Messi. I mean, I don't think he's like he's not like a Messi, um, but I just I learned very quickly that, especially with guys like Zava and you know. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this guy is like a Zlatan, but like you read a book, like Zlatan's book was eye-opening to me because all the players and the and the teams he's worked for had nothing but amazing things to say about him. And I learned quickly that who he was in the locker room was not how he presented to the press. Mm. And I think for me, it was, you know, I approached it like I was going to play a, 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 a drama and like a biopic and then, I come on set and I'm there to help tell their story and you just trust fall and, you know, you serve what they want to do with the character. Um, But I wanted to kind of find, definitely find out why he is the way he is. And you have to kind of not judge this guy, but try and figure out like, why does he present this way? And when is he that way? So I thought it it was important that the moments in the locker room, it's genuine in Rebecca's office it's genuine. Like these guys are like when you meet them, you, they're just talking to you mm-hmm. and they're, they're all their attention is on you. And that's what makes them likable and charismatic and why people are drawn to them. And a lot of these guys kind of like when they, especially like the bigger personalities, they, the press is like a little mouse to them. Yeah. Right. The yeah. press needs them more than they need them. Mm-hmm. Um, on the field and on the in the locker room they're there to try and make the team better and and win 
you know um brendan hunt told me something he was like um he says you know like when michael jordan went off to play for the white Sox, right he was part of their team he rode the team bus it's like but his hotel was different because he's michael jordan right you know and that's kind of like the the dynamic they wanted it to capture in that show you know like his takes up a corner of the locker room yeah right (laughs) but he when he's talking to them he he like these guys have to be likable otherwise you know it's it's to be one note and then you know that fans love to hate them if they're not on the team you know and i think that was important for me to just be like what makes him tick why do are they like that and like reading up on these guys you go beyond the headlines and youtube videos yeah and and that's kind of where i found the key and like Zlatan would always smile. He would say something really cocky, but then he'd, you know, look away and just give a little smile, like a wink saying, I fucking know. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I know like, what you I'm know, saying, but. When we talked about brilliant. episode uh, three, um, that was one of the lines and it, every, every line in the show is written so intentionally. And like, it's um, the, the line that I loved that you deliver is the um, I'm really excited to be here line to the coaches, because like that to me, humanizes that character a little bit because like you can get this kind of sense that he's just all about knowing that he's self-absorbed and that he is the best uh god's gift to football but in that moment like he's still saying you know i have like a, a genuine excitement to be part of this team and i i just love i love how they ended up uh how they ended up doing that i should mention too that you know when um we started talking uh, originally a, a few weeks ago i mentioned that even though we are illinois boys we are both packers fans and yes. i do see a little <laughs> bit of aaron maybe in this uh but you mentioned you're a bears fan so we won't yeah, let yeah. that divide us yeah. right now um okay. we'll it's okay and right now we both probably have mutual feelings about Aaron Rodgers. So uh, if it makes you feel better. We're about to be very bad for a very long time. So, <laughs> oh, I know. Well, welcome to the welcome to the a Bears fans world. Yeah, I actually we'll, did we'll reach out. I think in the middle of last season, and I was yeah. just like, guys, I don't, I don't know how to handle this. And a lot of my Bears fans, uh, friends, were very sympathetic to yes. me, which was which was very nice. Um, We've got a couple of things that we wanted. We want to be really respectful of your time here. Uh, we have a couple of things oh, that we okay. wanted to just sort of let you know about sort of rapid fire and things. Um, we, of course, are part of this larger Ted Lasso community. There is a really cool subset of it. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this called Med Lasso. And it's all the doctors and nurses and medical professionals that wow. watch this show. And in particular, uh, Dr. Mark Shapiro actually does a podcast all about this. And we've become good friends with Mark. So I mentioned this interview to him and he said, that we would be the only people to mention this to you, he's sure, but that the <laughs> medical community right now is blowing up about the asparagus scene and whether or not that is physically possible to do, to be able to stand that long uh, and relieve yourself. So not really a question there, just so you know, you got doctors talking, man. Doctors are, are, are aghast. Yeah, I remember I read I remember I read that scene and I, I was dying, dying. And there was like... There was dialogue exchange between me and Hannah in that scene originally. Ah. Yeah. And and then uh, the day before we shot it, Jason came up and said, hey, man, I think I want to keep Zava a little more mysterious. I'm thinking of like of cutting his responses to Hannah in my head. I was like, oh, shit, I suck. He's there to find <laughs> Like, what do you mean? Like, we haven't even rehearsed. You haven't even heard it out loud. Like, it's really funny on paper. Um, But it was brilliant move. It was genius yeah. because like Zava kept his status and Hannah was so good in that moment and she delivered i just had to you know stay still and try not to 
break character because she was so funny in that asparagus line. And then yeah, the the water, the peeing underneath that was just, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was genius. But that's the thing with these guys. I just want to mention, like, they they to what I said earlier, I didn't mention it, but like coming on the show, like no one's resting on their laurels, and that that was kind of really inspiring to see. Um, you know, here's season three two seasons accolades awards you know best comedy whatnot and everyone's working really hard trying to give the best product trying to tell the story and be true to it um hannah was just like i just showed up show up and try not to fuck this up you know she said that to me because like the pressure and stuff and jason and brendan and brett and joe they're like doctors on set like what they they take what they do very seriously and they, they leave or like 10% for like inspiration in the moment. And a lot of that stuff changes in front of the camera or the day before the scene with, uh, in Rebecca's office, all of us in that room, we woke up that morning call time 6am and we had an email saying, Oh, we're not shooting the scene that we're planned to. It's this scene from an episode that we haven't even released the script from. And we all show up having to memorize it that morning in our makeup chairs. And then Jason fills us in on what happens in the episode. And where we are in the moment and then we go and freaking shoot it um and that's hats off to him because he knows the story so well he knows every character so well that you can just be okay with that and then you have a cast like that that can just that they're at the top of their game like hannah and jeremy and and juno um and jason so you just these like, first few, you know, God. if you're not having this for a year and a half, these first few episodes yeah. back, it's just like they're amazing. to have these people back, and they and they just continually, like particularly Hannah. I mean, clearly she's won Emmy at this point for the role, and but like the way that she's delivering these lines between this um, this fight about Rupert, but kind of wanting to move forward, it's just mm. absolutely. I mean, it's just like stellar. She's she's a. a you all are i mean like the the way that this show is crafted and put together uh is just so wonderful and i think that that's why it has such a huge impact on people for sure um one of the other things that people ask about uh that they wanted us to talk about was this whole big breath exhale scene <laughs> they want to know is that really your lung capacity did you do yeah. that all in one take you're gonna break the magic I, for us? no 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 i'm trying <laughs> that so i remember I, I remember i was working on that scene and i think I get, I gotta give my wife was like, just try and breathe as loud as you can. Yeah. So I, <laughs> as long as you can. Um, so I kind of wanted to keep that cause I thought it might work. And then, um, I did, I did. I tried to, I tried to hold it as long as we could. And then, I mean, that's the straight man stuff. And then it's Jason behind me trying to like keep up with the breath <laughs> and everyone else opening their eyes, like looking around. And I was just like, slow and steady just holding as long <laughs> as you can took a deep 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 breath um so yeah that yeah it's it's yeah, another I, scene. I, I, that was a, yeah that was on purpose it's another scene too where it's so hilarious to watch how everyone else is doing a deep breath in that scene like it's just like their poses that they do like when they're doing it like brendan is especially hilarious in that he does some kind of like zen thing in the middle of everything because of course he did it's coach beard <laughs> Brendan's physical comedy, he's so good. And it's like, again, like you're just in such good hands, you know, yeah. he, he would come up to me and say like, hey, do the, do the head thing, but just go a little slower and then faster. And like, oh, you know, when you raise, like raise your arms th this way and you're like, oh yeah. And it's just, 
the physical comedy and the timing that he has is is amazing and it goes to i mean if you ever like everyone should go and like youtube brendan hunt and see his like hula hoop stuff on youtube (laughs) which is what why they wrote that into um that his bottleneck episode like these guys are master comedy craftsmen you know and Um, another chicago boy too that's right oh yeah another chicago boy yeah yeah seriously there you go but he's the the midwest the midwest is well the midwest is well represented here in ted lasso i'll tell you what it is indeed uh, it is indeed yeah so the last one that we have, you talked about like all of your soccer uh, training that you did to gear up for this with some of the shots and things like that, that you've had to do. Is there anything like uh, any memory of those uh, first scenes that you really nailed it? You really feel like, you know what, like <laughs> I took my I took my practice seriously and I was able to get it onto the pitch or uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, that um, that was working with. Um... Dan, Pedro, and Cass, who were uh, Pedro was the director on the football blocks. Um, uh, Cass was like the soccer choreographer, and Dan was ading that and also helping with the soccer. Uh, those guys were there, and they said, "Look, <laughs> they said, look, look, it's clear you can't play football from the tape. <laughs> oh, no, but that's okay." He's like, "You take care of the swagger; we'll take care of the football." Oh, I was, perfect. I was like, "Aye, aye, Captain." Um, and they did, and they did. And, like, I did the stunts myself, like the soccer kicks. Like, I got the receipts for that. Like, we rehearsed those. We 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 practiced those. Um, you know, I drilled those because I was like, I, I, I can do that. Like, that, like, I can do. Um, so that we, that, what you see on camera is, like, me doing that stuff with the help of the amazing crew and everyone, you know, making it look even more epic. Um and that was, yeah, that was just the football blocks. And it was like rehearsals in between shooting days on the field with Cass, just running the different kicks and the headers and the scorpion kick. Dude, the scorpion um, kick look, it looked especially awesome. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so like proud of the working with them and like executing that stuff. It was so fun. I remember when, we're, when you're shooting a football block here, this was like early, late winter, early spring. So it's not warm. So I made sure I was like, I'm going to do, I like, I rehearsed as much as I, they would give me time to do. So I could just like get it out of the way and like two, three takes for basically it's not because Max can't do the thing. It's just like, uh, let's get a better angle or like, we got to go again and something light, whatever, you know? And so, um, I tried cause we're all standing there and you're not playing a full game. You're like, stop and start. Then start you run a rehearsed play then wait for 30 minutes to reset and like everyone's like freezing because you can't you're not running around playing a game where the body heats there so it gets chilly but i can't complain i heard season one was brutal they heard they filmed those in november well i gotta Um, say man you can ask those guys what that was like yeah your form on the scorpion and the bicycle kick were fantastic and they gave you an amazing superhero header shot uh which you can just you know, replay constantly um, forever and ever um, because that shot was amazing. There was a tramp. There was a trampoline involved in that. I uh, okay. There well. was a, there's a trampoline, and then, and I don't. You know, look for everyone listening. The magic happens between action and cut, and everything else is craft. Hey you know, man, that hey, you still had yeah. really good form on the on the push on the header though. Right. right? Yeah, so. I remember the guys like saying it's in the neck. It's in the neck. Um, that's what sells it. But the ball was on like a string. To give uh, me something to aim to, 
Because if you if you shot this, if you tried to really like, right. I know there's that video of um Phil nailing that that <laughs> kick, right? Right. And that is a, a testament to just you know his his abilities. Um, but if you tried to do that with every soccer scene, you'd you'd still right. be filming, you know, and it's too much time and money. So you know, yeah, you try to do everything, and it, but it's, again, it's to help tell the story. You're trying to tell a great story and make people feel excited. You're not trying to film a soccer match. Well, you've definitely made everyone feel excited, especially in episode three there. Um, I have a completely ridiculous question for you here before we wrap up. But um, I noticed in my research, of course, you uh, mentioned your wife there, Dishan. Of course, she's been in in so many things. But I noticed that you were both on the same series of Shameless and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but you were never on at the same time um, in any of the seasons. Was that intentional or were you guys trying to get on at the same time? Uh, (laughs) No, it's kind of weird how that that happened. Like it's it's not intentional. We don't say, "Oh, let's try to get on this show." Right. Um, I don't know. I guess so what it's what happens when like two actors uh, marry each other and then live in L.A. and then stick around in the business. You know, um, she was on Shield first. Yeah, season and, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they they brought me on in a different season, um, and then Shameless was yeah that was completely crazy it's probably because you're in la long enough you get to know the same casting directors Mm. and then they get to know you and you kind of just shoot stuff that shoots in la is casting out of that same pool um but i mean it's a blessing we pinch ourselves like to be on two apple like severance is so good yeah severance is if you guys have not seen severance she is amazing in it but an amazing show (laughs) yeah and like we sometimes were like here on severance i got to be on Ted Lasso I was like fuck me man this is fantastic <laughs> like we're so lucky and we're just like grateful and like you know going to her stuff in LA and she got to come to the premiere it was yeah it's it's really nice and we just try to enjoy it and you know and then you come home and you know we have a kid and it's good to be grounded you know you got to go walk your dog pick up his poop you know yep. take out the trash <laughs> take your daughter to school and I think that's it, it's good like being married and having a family has helped me just keep everything in perspective and kind of real, you know, and not let yourself get lost in the clouds. Absolutely. That's so great. So I've got a couple last questions here. First, um, we've asked a lot of your castmates this because this show has done so much, I think, for the mental health of a lot of the viewers mm-hmm. to really focus on that idea of mental health. And so I'm just wondering if you have, I, like, for example, I uh, I've told this to all the cast members my listeners are like why are you bringing this up again uh i started running during the pandemic because ted lasso was a motivation for that i ended up losing about 70 pounds and then i, I just what did a, wow just man my, congratulations yeah, thank you. that's thank amazing you. I, um i just completed my first marathon mm-hmm. in uh january so uh it was wow. it was a trip for sure but what is it that you do kind of for your own mental health is there something that like is it is it working out is it um you know watching inside the actor studio what what is it that that kind of gets for you um, but I mean, I don't watch the act- actor studio anymore that, um, for me, it's, um, I love, like, I like reading mm. and I, fitness has become kind of my daily habit and it, it's going to stay that way till I die. Like <laughs> I, I strength train four days a week. That's my thing. Um, you know, yeah. Like watching a, watching a good movie. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not big on like going out and, and clubs and, and spending a lot of time in bars and stuff. And I don't know if that's just comes with like age and 
Getting, children, you know, I would think. Children is where not. that comes when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I like a good like a good glass of scotch and like a fucking great movie mm. and all of it. I'm like, that's great, you know. And I love going to the movies still. Like I yeah. like seeing that, but and I, I love going to the movies by myself. Even I'll go to the movies by myself and just um, to catch something. But mental health is is really important, you know. Like I think I've I became more aware of, especially in that. I mean you know, an actor's mental health is really, really important, man. Cause you, you have that ego and that voice. And I just like, I, I, I did a lot of self reading about, you know, gratitude and being in the moment and present with everyone that's around you, you know? Um, and I read the, um, what was that? What was that book? Um, power of now, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that stuck out to me that he said is, um, you, you have that ego and your job is not to try and wrestle it to the ground. It's just to just even acknowledging it, you know, that's, you know, it's like, Hey, thank you. I know you want better for me or, you know, I know that you're looking out, but like just even acknowledging that that voice in your head is that voice in your head. And it doesn't mean that's who you are. Um, that's kind of helped me stay grounded. And my wife's the same way. We just try to stay positive you know, and feel good. And as an actor's job, I think uh, in between work, your job is to stay happy and positive and grateful, you know, because otherwise you can't attract anything into your life. If you're negative and jaded, um, I, I think that just attracts more of that. Yeah, absolutely. What a what a great message. Um, our, our last question that we usually like to ask is that you know, you are going to be doing a lot of these interviews uh, in the very near future, and you've already done a bunch of interviews as well. Um, But we like to just kind of allow for an open forum and say, is there a story that you always want to talk about, but you're never asked about? Or is there a message that you have that you'd always like to share, but you're not given the opportunity to? So just kind of an open forum to, uh, to close us out here. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, a message or something, a story. Um, and I mean, you shared a, a bunch today. I, like, yeah, I love yeah. I feel I love like, oh, I burned my cards. I wish I knew this was coming. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I love the story of you uh, on that stage and that inspiration that hits you. Man, that is, that's a, uh, that's theatrical. It's cinematic, is what it is. You know, I, cool. I think, like, don't, don't let anyone, um, don't let anyone kind of tell you what you, what you like but you can't do like, it's your life and you got one shot. I mean, I like, I haven't done a lot of comedy. Like if you like my resume isn't filled with multi cams and sitcoms and stuff. Um, I remember there was like, um, I, I finished the walking dead uh, after like months in Richmond, Virginia. And I was like in LA and, you know, walking dead, he's like, like you know, it's very serious. And like, like everyone's dying and you're dying and people you love are dying. <laughs> And um, I remember just sitting, you know, like in my back here, I was like, oh, I'll have to do a comedy one day. And like the next thing I got was not just any comedy, it was this comedy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think okay. like the power of what your thoughts, which become your words, which become your actions is really, really important, mm. you know? And so if anything, I just like talk about what you want to people. Don't talk about what you don't want, you know, I'm not, you know, and I'm not perfect. Like me and my wife try to keep each other in check. Like, you know, if I'm complaining about, she's like, you know, just shut up, talk about what you want, not what you don't want. You know, like, what would you want to happen? Like, what do you, you know, feel good, 
And I think if we could just surround ourselves with people like that, like, like Damo, if I hadn't called Damo, I was literally ready to, I, my finger was on the button to call my manager and say, I think we should pass. Cause I'm, I was too embarrassed to tape myself doing soccer. Yeah. Um, so I think that is to me is a testament of like being around positive people who support you, who, if you like are vulnerable enough and say like, I really would like to try this. They don't laugh at you or just go, yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, go do it. You know, I think the more you have that in your life, just the happier you're, you'll be. And the more you'll let yourself grow as a person. Well, um, Max, this has been, that's me. Uh, yeah, this has been absolutely incredible to get a chance to talk to you. And I can't wait to see what's ahead for Zava later in season three. And I'll tell you, uh, open invite. Clearly, if you ever want to come talk classic films with us, please let us oh, know. We got a whole um, classics uh, podcast, uh, man. <laughs> it is. Uh, I do. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It is. So we got to bring I mean, them. Honestly, we got to bring those back. It can't just be a film school class. Oh, you know, no. You we got for credit. Right? We got our classics host. He's uh, covering the TCM uh, festival uh, here in a couple of weeks. We got him out there to uh, cover that. Um, so we're trying. We're trying our best, man. <laughs> Brett Goldstein has his podcast. Uh, films oh, we buried with like amazing show. Amazing show. Amazing <laughs> show. Like he's just a, like a savant when it comes to movies yeah, yeah. it's, it's, great. it's yeah. great how he it's great how that show um makes it so attractive to go and check out all those films because yes. you listen to the actor or the filmmaker or, or you know whatever um who you like and then you're like oh man that's those are the films that they like so i'm gonna go check these out because i haven't seen them before so he's doing the good work for sure there but but man it has been uh just a, a pleasure and i uh, just want to say thank you for your art and creativity that you put out into the world because it's it's helping all of us um, thank you sure. guys. So, thank that's you. that's so kind of you to say, and I'm and I'm I'm honored and and happy that you guys uh, wanted to bring me on. Um, and I hope hope you guys uh, have great success and you get to interview everyone you've ever wanted to. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, oh, we can check a, a big job. one off the list right now, sir, with you. So <laughs> yeah, thank you. Again. Yeah, there's there's, there's 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 big ones out there. There's big guys out there. There's big people out there. <laughs> this was just been great, man. Thank you yeah, so much. Real pleasure, sir. Thank you guys. Thank you. It's an it's an honor for you to meet me. So yeah. <laughs> I had to say. Had to oh, say. man, now I'm tempted to keep that in. I mean, I think I have to. <laughs> that might have to be our little promo for the, yes. you know. Just... <laughs> oh, that is. That's the that's the promo I right great. there. I, I, I remember I remember in the stupid story, I remember in, in, the, in the improv and the thing, like I like I was just, I said in the, in the line, I was like, oh, you know, some people say football is life, but I, I, I think football is Zava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to have a That's lot perfect. of those. The The amount of fan art you're about to get, I think, is is going to go off the charts for you. So. Oh, the fans have been so nice. Yeah, the fans are the best fans in the world. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure, like, getting to meet people then, but that whose work affects them. It's like, it's like that moment in uh, Polish school for me. Yeah. You know? That's so great. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So great. This dude is incredible. I love I this really, guy. I love that, him so I much. I enjoyed I enjoyed that last hour. I mean, that just flew by and he stuck <laughs> around after and talked to us a little bit more. And honestly, if you find a way, you're editing this thing. If you find a way to even cut, because he gave us even another little story there. I know. The end, so, it was, it, um, it's insane, he, man. He's he's a, such a great down-to-earth person. Uh, I really like that, especially when you consider like what he, like the the filmography, like the amount of work that he and his wife have done. Um, it, it is amazing like how down-to-earth he is and how um, just kind of like grateful he is, you know, to be where he is in this. And I just love that he was a, a huge fan of the show before he got cast in it. And that 
he had this like feeling of like unworthiness like he can't do that i love that we almost didn't get max azava and if not for that friend like that told him like no you're gonna go do this we would miss out on all the amazingness of masks max ozinski here so just I-, I loved every part of this interview yeah absolutely it's 100 percent of the shots you don't take michael scott Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know i just absolutely love that i loved that because he was a fan like when phil and tahib uh and cola stopped by his dressing room on that first day he was kind of starstruck by it a little bit too that's really fun and just his interactions with the other castmates on twitter and social media too it's just wonderful and he's a chicago boy we get to claim him here that's in right illinois, illinois so boy that is uh wonderful as well but Man, this was just so great. We we hope that we can bring you uh, other insights and more cast interviews in the future. But make sure you join along in the conversation because the first people to learn about this interview yep. were those that were in our Facebook in group, Peanut Facebook Butter group. and Biscuits. You can also uh, search for PBBFRN on Twitter as well, and you can follow us along there i am also trying to instagram i'm trying to do it at peanut butter biscuit time but you know uh we'll see how successful that is jeremy any final thoughts before we let folks go uh no i mean just really really fun to get to talk to some of these people as they're uh appearing in the show um i'm hope we're hoping to get a few more of those we've got some feelers out um but you know this season is crushing so far um it's absolutely hitting the home runs that i, I was hoping it would and uh again i just can't wait to keep going on this journey and i definitely can't wait to see what they do with Zava because there's a lot more as you said uh, in our episode 3 review there's a lot more layers of this onion to peel apart here so I I can't wait to see what more Max and, and the writers have in store for us what I love is the interesting theories about Zava now coming out especially in our Facebook thread there is a really kind of like well done theory from one of our listeners that says maybe Max ends up injured here Uh, and maybe that is something that Richmond will have to overcome or he may just walk over to West Ham. We don't know because he's been on 14 teams I'll, in 15 I'll put, years. I'll put down this marker right here because I'm hoping it's not just like, a oh, he runs afoul of it and goes to West Ham or something like that. Somebody did mention in our group as well that they're surprised that like they didn't get another coach to replace Nate, that it's still just Beard, Ted and Roy. I would love it like if Zava like gets injured, I would love for his journey to be like one from like superstar player to like coach, like player coach on the team to try to help Richmond win the premier league. That is what I would love to see personally. I'm putting my marker down. Absolutely. Well, we should say we haven't seen any future episodes, so that is truly a shot in the dark for you. That is a total shot in the dark, guys. (laughs) We are excited uh, to of course, continue to bring you our episode recaps at the uh, end of the episode for you so you can listen to them right away and thanks for following along thank you again to max for his time today and just thanks for being a good human man uh and and keeping classic films alive so that's right you gotta get him on classics brandon get on it we, we will for sure so for peanut butter and biscuits i am craig i'm jeremy and as always be a goldfish be a goldfish Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.